0: hey guys it's Joy and I am coming to you with no bells and whistles I don't have an intro I don't have any special guests right now I'm coming to you just to talk and if I mess up I mess up um, I'm recording this live and straight to the app so and I prefer it that way especially about uh, what I'm going to to be talking about pretty shortly. Um, I want to discuss emotional eating. I am known, I've become known for being very transparent and I struggle with emotional eating. I was in a really bad relationship five years ago which triggered my emotional eating. I wasn't much of an emotional eater growing up. Even when I got upset or frustrated about something I wouldn't eat at all. I would um, really just shut down and lose my lose my appetite. And that still rings true to this day. I don't um, I don't eat when I'm upset or at its initial um, Uh, when it happens initially I don't get upset Um, I generally lose my appetite and I don't eat until I feel that whatever is triggering me whether it's a person a a situation a um, event until that has passed over I won't eat And it's not that I don't want to eat, I physically do not have an appetite and I can't make myself eat. So the emotional eating aspect came in when um, my boyfriend at the time was basically shit. Like he was really bad to me, he was really bad to my child and I can say with all foresight now as a woman of strength and power that I was super, super um, insecure when I was with him. I was mainly basing everything off of my life being make or break if this relationship does not work and it took me years to figure out that I am not my relationships. I am not what happens to me. And he was a really bad guy. Um, he was the type that would set fires solely to watch you put them out. He was a, he, he. loved the gaslight. That was something that he kind of got off on. Of. He would do things through social media or at home to cause me to get upset and then he'll just watch me frantically try to put out these fires that he had no problem setting and that was our relationship it was really um it was really cold it was really um for him I believe it was convenient because I would just take whatever he would do and try to flip it in some sort of way to make it work oh if I love him enough he'll realize how great of a catch I am and see the error of his ways and that does not work that does not work Um, someone will love you when they're ready to love you and you can't make them do that regardless of what you do you could be what the sun copies itself from you could be that thing that person that reality that can make the entire world better but if someone refuses to see it they refuse to see it and it's not up to us to make them see the error of their ways because to them it's not it's an error it's I don't like it, and if I don't like it, I just don't like it. And that's a scary space to be in. Um, So for him, he just enjoyed um, kicking me when I was down, when I was upset about something. If my daughter was upset about something, he had no real ability to be able to empathize. And that's atypical of someone who is relatively narcissistic um that they only care about themselves and there's no way that they can empathize let alone sympathize with what you have going on and he had went through some things before we actually officially started dating and I think he just took whatever I had to give and just redeemed himself while leaving me without anything in return So, because it was like, oh, well, she did all these things for me. All right, great, thanks. And went on about this business. And because I didn't really have a lot of people to talk to, because I was mainly ashamed that I had put myself in this situation and was trying so hard to fix it, um, that's what made me turn to emotional eating. I wasn't able to bring myself to look in the mirror and go, girl, this is not good for you. So instead, I let myself over to a piece of chocolate here, some ice cream there, and it all came to a head when I realized, oh, okay, I really am putting on more weight. I'm not at the space that I want to be now, Um, and I wasn't then as well because, you know, some weight has stuck around since my daughter. My daughter was four at the time. And I wasn't really too excited about how my body was looking, but my body was functioning. My body was working. My body was doing what it was supposed to do. And that's the real gift, but we don't always see that. I still, to this day, don't always see that. But it caused me to begin to resent what I was seeing every day and be really upset when things didn't look the way I wanted them to look when I put on clothes or when I put on when I did my hair a certain way and ooh I like myself from the chin up but I don't too much care for the person or the body that I am looking at in the mirror from the chin down and um this guy fed on that he would say his little things he would you know make his little comments and one of the comments that he made was um what was it (laughs) there are certain things i block out because my my the person i am now was like girl you don't need that but he was standing at the doorway and i was sitting on the couch and you know sometimes your lap just be in your lap (laughs) there's no real way to really like fix that at the moment unless you like sit perfectly straight at a 90 degree angle and nothing touches nothing but that's not the case so sitting down stomach was kinda like poking out over my jeans and he said something along the lines of are you stressed kinda came out of nowhere it was one of those things where somebody says something to you after they've already looked you up and down to gauge whether or not they should or should not say that and he had no filter he didn't care and I replied yeah and the way I replied I was hoping that that would start a deeper conversation but it didn't Um, I said yes yes I am and he said well you look it and he knew it cut me because as soon as he said it he looked away so he couldn't see that what he said to me was going to hurt so He just, like, um, dropped that little bomb and abruptly walked away. And this man, in hindsight, and I'm not just being mean to be mean, this is just reality. Um, he was overweight. He was unhealthy. He had really unhealthy habits. He drank a lot. Um, he would, um make really unhealthy foods at home um we lived together at the time he would make really unhealthy food i will cook something different because you know i don't generally eat a lot of fried foods i just don't that's just who i am um i also don't eat pork i don't eat a lot of beef like mainly nail to this day and even back then a little bit it was chicken fish and turkey so he would eat these you know make these things and eat these things and leave the rest of the house up you know to whatever they can salvage after that so and then you mix that with emotional eating and those things that you generally don't gravitate towards look good because it's like I need some sort of comfort these things are comfort foods they are known for being comfort food so i like i need comfort i can't get the comfort that i need from the space that i thought i should be able to get that comfort from so i'm going to find it in things that taste good so he said the things that he said he would do the things that he did meanwhile he was living this really unhealthy lifestyle i am drinking water <laughs> um detoxing doing all these things one to lose this weight and also to lose the weight that i had packed on due to emotional eating but i realized that i wasn't doing it for me i was doing it for oh if i lose this weight then maybe he'll realize again the error of his weight and it took me until when maybe two or so years after to realize that it wasn't me. I was being who I was and that's not up for debate. That's not up for someone else to come in and tell you, hey, you should run your life like this because I deem it as that's, that's not up to you. And that's not for you to accept solely because of love because love in and of itself would not seek to constantly tear you down to build itself up and even the building up of that that person isn't healthy we had um we had situations where he would request my hair will look a certain way because he didn't really understand or like the aspect of being natural and i love my big curly hair i love to not match i love to be quirky and in some cases awkward and i've accepted me as being that person but i also know that i can be this sexy bombshell of a person but that's at my choosing and that's at my leisure it does not it, it doesn't matter what anyone else deems it. It doesn't matter when that time frame should be. Um, I need you to change yourself because we're going to something important. Like Those are the things that we would deal with in that relationship. And it took me a while to realize that this wasn't a relationship. It was a relationship. And the way in which we broke up was a stereotypical like ancient way of breaking up with someone where I'm just going to send you a text message and I am with some friends of mine when it happened and I tried for another year and a half to make something that was pure and other garbage work and during that time I kept trying to make myself different oh if i can only do this and but i was still emotionally eating because every shutdown i would eat every date that would fall through and i would never i wouldn't get a phone call i wouldn't get a hey i'm sorry this happened blah 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 i wouldn't do any of it i wouldn't get any of that i would eat and i'm trying to self soothe myself but how i'm doing it is causing me more harm not just you know even though it's just as important not just medically but emotionally mentally psychologically um I was killing myself to deem myself worthy of this individual who was quite honestly trash and I still have this I still have this weight, I've actually gained more weight and now I'm in, I'm in that space of what do I do now. Um, the things that used to work with me, for me when I was an athlete back in high school and middle school and then just growing up, I can't readily do. Um, I play basketball and my knees and my ankles don't like, aren't as strong as they were before. Like when you just abruptly stop playing. Those muscles and ligaments and everything else that you worked hard on every day almost, you know, can kind of fall into disrepair. My ab muscles aren't as strong as they were before because I gave birth. Um, Well, yes and no. That was a C-section. But that makes it even harder because you're dealing with so many different things as far as scar tissue and muscle realignment and all those different things that come with pregnancy um... so now i'm trying to find my place and my things that could potentially work to make me healthier um... but the thing that mattered the most when i finally said the words last year i was asked to shoot an event for valentine's day and there was an event that showcased and spoke about domestic violence and one of the women got up and spoke in depth about accepting that you were in an abusive relationship and i never viewed what i went through as abusive because i would look at abuse as oh well he never hit me he tore my nerves to shreds and made me feel like nothing I do or could ever do will ever be enough, but he didn't hit me. And so I equated that as the oh, Joe, you're just thinking too much. You just need to figure out how to make yourself work. You just gotta, like, you just gotta get it together. This is something that you just need to fix. And while you're at it, try to fix more people so they can be better people. And when I'm sitting there in the midst of these women who had dealt with physical violence, I also was introduced to women who had dealt with financial violence, which is something that I dealt with as well. Um, Emotional violence. Psychological violence. um, Spiritual violence. There were women in there who had never had a hand raised to them. But the symptoms of abuse were the same. And I never knew that was possible. And as I sat there listening to this woman, I started to feel guilty. And I also started to deal with survivor's remorse. Which is... It's a um, common occurrence with women who, or people, I can't say just women, but um, people who have dealt with dodging something, and you still feel bad, because those around you may not have been able to get out of the way in time. And since myself and that and that guy broke up, he has done damage to other women, and worse all than what he did to me which I didn't even think was possible but he did some terrible things and I would hear the stories of things he had done and I would get the ooh girl you dodged that bullet and in my head I'm like did I and we get into that superwoman complex and was like ooh how many people can I save so, they don't have to go through what I went through. And that's not your job. I, I was really, like, hell-bent on going to these other women. Like, girl, run! It ain't worth it! And, but, I can only do that if I can. But I can only do that if it's accepted. But, honestly, at the end of the day, that's not my job. I can begin to speak about it and let them know, like, "Hey, girl, this is how I got through it." But I can't save people and things, and it's it's not it's not up to me because I literally can't save everyone. So sitting there, she asks us all to say. I survived an abusive relationship and it took me a few rounds to say it because I didn't think that I was in an abusive relationship and I felt guilty because there were other women that had been through worse than me and then she began to break it down she talked about the instances of grief the times of sorrow the times of depression anxiety Worry, frustration, anger, fear, all of those things play a part in abuse. And solely because someone didn't hit you does that mean that you weren't abused. You were abused for your time, for your efforts, for your work, for your love. so Because one person deemed you as irredeemable when they were the ones who were irredeemable. And I finally let the words come out of my mouth. And it fixed something that was broken in me to be able to acknowledge that this thing happened and acknowledge my part and not in that. In that Atypical girl, this was all you—not in that sense, but to go. Okay, you didn't have to stay, but you did, and let's work on that. Let's 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 talk about that. Let's let's get some things in order here for yourself, and that is what made me go. Okay. this is why I put myself in that place and this is why I will never return and occasionally I've seen him out and about there was one time where I looked flawless and I was also there with the man that I'm with now and it was magical and he was so angry and it felt so Because he saw me first and he saw my man after. And he saw him doting on me. And girl, you look good. You out here. Girl, I wore your favorite color. Just the things that, you know, somebody who isn't an asshole would do for you and do to you because they love you. And he hated it. I could see, like, you know when you feel somebody staring at you? Like, you can feel the heat on your body and that's what I was getting from him and it truly was the beginning of the end for me when it came to allowing myself to stay in that space of oh I'm not worthy I'm not this I'm not that I still struggle with emotional eating and It's not something that has been easy to overcome, but I've acknowledged that this is something that I deal with, and am still learning how to make it work. Um, I'm really happy to talk about this now, and to let those who have suffered through something like this... um, let them know that you aren't broken, you aren't um, you aren't irredeemable. And even if you are broken, you can still be put back together. But the person who has the pieces is you. And even though somebody can come along and you know show you things about yourself that you didn't know initially, it's not their job to put you back together. That is solely on you. And if you so choose, you put yourself back together however which way you want to. And no one can tell you that that's the wrong way. And that's what I learned during this experience. This experience of, it took me five years. Technically, maybe around three, three and a half she really begin to understand like, oh, I don't need this. <laughs> I don't need this. I don't need this. And I wanted to talk about it, one, because I hurt bae. I was that, that woman. That was me in a relationship with this man. I was, I was her. I know what it feels like to be her. So many people are saying, oh my gosh, if it was me, well, it's not you. And you don't know why she did what she did. And, you know, the guy was being an asshole. And he probably need always be an asshole for what he did to her. And then also his, like, blatant... Just... I can't even explain it. It was just this... <laughs> him being completely emotionless about what he did to her. And I, I was with that man. I was with the man that was exactly that way. And sometimes you gotta get dragged through the mud and Twitter to realize, like, girl, you really don't have to go through this. You really don't have to do this. But it takes time. And it takes effort within herself to go, I am worthy. And it's been a big through very similar things. So this isn't a one-sided issue. It's just, this is my story. And this is what I have to say about it. And it really helped to know and say within myself that I am worthy of love and that love starts with me and whoever just happens to be able to come along for the ride is a bonus they don't make or break me in this journey of love with myself and this journey of love with myself means being healthy being the version of myself that I'm most proud of and that I love the most, even though I love myself, um, there are things about me I'm like, uh, eh, you could change that. But um being my best self for myself and not allowing anybody to take that away from me. Um, that also translates to my to my daughter, that she doesn't need anybody to confirm the love that she should have for herself. And even though they help, they should not be the defining factor as to why you should love yourself. And I still learn that day in and day out. Um, I don't think it's something that will always, that will completely go away. It will always be there in some respect. But the key is checking it, catching it before it really has an opportunity to go farther down and deeper and you know begin to create some sort of um hole (laughs) um but that's the most important thing it really boils down to loving yourself and it takes time it really does take time to love yourself your favorite version of you um in the midst of the things that you may not necessarily like um so that's what i wanted to talk about today I don't have any tips on how to stop emotionally eating yet. Hopefully I'll have some more as life as life goes on and I begin to continue to tell my story as to why I can't seem to shed these quote unquote weights both literally and figuratively. Um, but when I do I'm going to share, I'm going to talk about it and I hope this helps. This is my story this is a part of me being transparent and talking about the things that matter and hopefully somebody will gain something from it and even if they don't it just feels good to get it out of my system to say it out into the universe and just hope that something good comes back thank you for your time again there's no intro there's no outro this is just me talking and I'm really so much lighter because of it. So, until next time, this is My Depression's Got Jokes.